Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Laith, co-founder of Hoop, the world's first smart basketball hoop with a high-definition interactive screen for a backboard. Whether having a personal coach or playing a game of horse with a friend at a different location, Hoop allows you to play interactive games without being physically together. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Laith of Hoop. Laith, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I'd like to start out with your upbringing. Uh, where did you grow up, and what would you say your childhood was like? Um, well, I actually grew up between the United States and Jordan. Um, I went to high school in Jordan and then later moved to college. So um, a lot of my life I was traveling all over the world. I got to experience multiple cultures, uh, which really helped with my upbringing, um, supportive parents, Played a lot of basketball in Jordan as well as in the States during my time at UWM. Um, but overall, just uh, having the experience of multiple cultures, I think, really helped mm. with uh, my horizons and really everything all together. For sure. I'm curious of like your, your younger age. Um, what did like athletics look like to you? Uh, did your parents play? Um, and where did this evolve, this love for and passion for basketball? When did this start? Yeah, my mother actually played professional volleyball for the national team of Jordan. Um, so I was always uh, big into sports. My grandfather uh, was actually a gym coach uh, growing up. And um, my father was always big into sports too. So it was always a part of my family and, and my DNA. Amazing. Uh, when you ended up going to college then, uh, what did you study? And what was your uh, aspirations going into college? Was it fully basketball? Was it on scholarship? What did that look like? Um, no, I wasn't on scholarship. I just went to, to school for business. Um, mm. Basketball is a big part of my life. Uh, my co-founder and I, Paul, we uh, we grew up together as well. Our fathers went to college way before uh, back in the days. And we always stayed in touch by playing basketball together. Mm. Um, we'd always play at the gym. We'd play full court games. And then shortly after that, when he went away for college, he was a year older than I, we would stay in touch by playing basketball on Snapchat. Mm. Uh, I'd record a shot, send it back to him. He'd record a shot, send it back to me. And that's kind of how, you know, this whole thing started. Amazing. I'm curious what your college years looked like. Uh, were you a part of any athletics or clubs? And what, what were some of your interests during those those years? Yeah, I was a part of a couple different groups. Um, one that just really, we played basketball. I played soccer as well. Um, UWM had a great program. There was multiple courts and a, a couple leagues there. So pretty involved in that. Amazing. Uh, when you graduated and prior to Hoop as well, uh, what did uh, some of your jobs look like? Uh, what did you end up doing out of college? Um, so when I was at college, I was actually working at a, a hotel. I was a front desk person um, way early while I was at school. And lucky enough for me, um, the actual hotel I worked at was right next to the arena. Mm. So I'd see all the NBA players come in. I'd check them in. I'd interact with them, which was really cool. So I got to meet a lot of the NBA guys. Shortly after that, I got into uh, recruiting. So I'd recruit tech people for various clients like IBM, mm. um, HP, all these major companies. So that really helped me uh, in building out teams and understanding what you know the tech requirements and the stack would look like. For and sure. then after that, I joined two startups. Um, one was a luxury rideshare app. I was doing operations there. And then shortly after that, I joined an artificial intelligence recruitment startup, which was the first of its kind. Um, which again helped me expand and really figure out how to build teams the right way and structure mm -hmm. them properly. During those years, uh, did you relocate uh, during that time at all or what did your uh, positioning look like? I did. So I started in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin and then ended up moving out here to Southern California. Mm. Amazing. 
I'm curious then, uh, you, you mentioned in college he's a year older than you. You guys re- remained in touch through Snapchatting. Um, where did this like intertwine? This, where did you guys decide to meet back up and what did that look like? So um, when I was working at the, the artificial intelligence company out here in California, Paul was back in Wisconsin. He went to law school um, and then he was working on an augmented reality game mm. on uh, like a set of glasses and they were a little bit heavy on the head. So I flew back to Wisconsin early on in the pandemic and I got to play the game and I thought it was really awesome. But at the time, at-home fitness companies were booming, uh, the mirrors, the tonals, these great companies. Um, and immediately I played the game. I said, hey, this is cool. And we were like shooting around at the time when we were testing this game out. But uh, what do you think if we took this game and put it on the backboard? And that's when like the light turned on for both of us. Uh, immediately the next day, quit my job, started working on the company. We got our incorporation docs. We started talking to lawyers about IP. And uh, that's really how Hoop was born that day right there. Wow, that, that's so cool. Um, what were, like in the early days, what were some of your visions behind the backboard, especially that first day of brainstorming? Um, what, what did the um, offering to the backboard look like? Even, I know it's so advanced today, but what did that first like offering look like? Was it just uh, maybe, yeah, what did that so look was, like? We, we, we didn't have any funding at the time, so yeah. uh, we just went and got like a TV. We found a little backboard, everything we could find in our houses, and we just started like scrapping things together, buying external cameras. It looked super ugly. Um, <laughs> we just literally tied a TV up to the backboard to see what it would look like and put a camera on there to see the point of view. Wow. We started experimenting with, uh, with uh, different games, like what could we offer, a lot of brainstorming. We brought in uh, a tech person with us right away, and then we just started iterating on the ideas and then quickly started making a deck and starting to fundraise off that contraption that we built in Paul's garage. Wow, amazing. I'm curious then, what did that, uh, after that, uh, what did the prototyping process look like, especially like a backboard that you, it can withstand the basketball hitting it? Yeah, so that's uh, that was the toughest part, uh, really yeah. iterating on the hardware. We've uh, put in, I'd say, millions of dollars into development right now, just on the hardware side alone, um, really figuring out difficult elements, uh, the weather, the heat, um, the backboard itself, how do we place the screen behind tempered glass mm. and make sure this thing works. So a lot of extensive testing, hundreds of thousands of shots on these backboards being tested out in the sun, the rain. Um, we put one, uh, if you go on our Instagram at Hoop Official, you'll see we drove around New York, we put a hoop on the back of a truck, and we just demoed it for a bunch of kids all over the city and at the cage. Um, but really, it's all about testing and data collection mm. is what we've realized. But in terms of uh, iterations, we went, we went through six iterations of, uh, of prototypes to get to our final design. Wow, incredible. Yeah. I'm curious, and uh, something I noticed on the website uh, that I think is very interactive is you guys have a trainer uh, sector. What mm-hmm. uh, what did, what made you go to that route as well? Uh, bring it more interactive, human connection with uh, the trainer section. Yeah, so the hoop is more than just a basketball hoop. Um, it's all about gaming, training, and streaming. So there are games you can play, asynchronous games. You can play with people all over the world. Mm-hmm. You're in Indiana. I'm in California. We can both play a game of horse, a three-point contest. Uh, a lot of time games and you see how we stack up on the leaderboard together and then the training um you know aau parents and people that really take basketball seriously spend thousands of dollars on training every year mm. you bring that right to your driveway so you get access to great trainers uh multiple drills we're always adding new content daily content uh new training sessions mm. on a daily basis to keep people engaged and uh, we also like i mentioned the streaming so you can actually stream basketball games stream highlights while you play and who wow. tracks everything you do in the background. So it's really, people love it for various different reasons. Wow, that's amazing. I'm curious then, how does the basketball hoop, how does it detect if a shot is made then? Uh, so I know the backboard's interactive, but what, 
when it goes through the net? How did, how is it? No. Yeah. So we have three cameras on top of the backboard that cover the whole half court. Uh-huh. Um, we don't have any sensors, anything like that. The actual cameras track if the ball made it in through uh, the actual net. So with our uh, great machine learning algorithms, all this great tech that we've developed, we're, we're able to know where the player is on the court and when the ball goes in through the net. We can even detect sw- we can detect swishes mm. versus non-swishes as well. And it'll even wow. de- it'll, it'll, sorry, it'll even detect uh, when it's an air ball as well as a miss. So wow. the power of cameras is incredible. It's amazing. I'm curious then, uh, especially in your early days, what does that demographic look like that you're targeting? Because I know it is a premium basketball hoop, but as you mentioned, um, the cost of a trainer could be expensive for a parent. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, how how are you pitching that? How how about your stance? Yeah, uh, we haven't really spent any money on marketing up till now. It's all been kind of organic growth. Uh, We've been getting posted on major basketball accounts all Mm -hmm. over, you know, Instagram the last couple of weeks and even before that. Um, I think the basketball community really loves what we're doing. We're, we're building a product that's built for basketball players and basketball lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had you know anybody from kids all the way up to gyms, uh, hotel franchisees, uh, various people that have made orders and purchased these hoops. Wow! So it's really for anybody that loves basketball. Amazing. I'm curious. Uh, what, what do you see in the pipeline for getting into maybe universities or maybe programs, basketball programs, so it helps their athletes? Have you have you had that in the talks, or is that expansion? Uh, in the vision? Yeah, yeah, we've we've had uh, youth development organizations reach out to us. We've had schools reach out to us as well. Um, we are going to be in a couple of universities uh, in the next year, so you'll see hoops uh, all over the place, as well as in NBA training facilities. Amazing. So be everywhere. That's awesome. Well, I like to conclude each episode with this. Uh, if you could share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, um, maybe something you've learned or regret along the way, what would that be? Um. Definitely don't have any regrets. You know, you, you learn as you go. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things you won't have the answers to right away, but uh, you'll get those things figured out. Um, mm-hmm. Always ask questions from your advisors, your investors, anybody that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, as cliche as it sounds, just don't give up. Um, you know, the highs are high and the lows are low, but uh, you just have to keep going. And that's what I've learned as an entrepreneur over the last three years is just keep pushing, keep going. and you know, you'll make it as long as you just keep going. For sure. Really what it comes down to. Amazing. Well, Lay, thank you so much for joining me today. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out hoop at hoop.com. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.